Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. This is good. I'm happy for yeah. us. Yeah, me too. We uh, All right. we really got it, everything figured out. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hi, hi everybody. Uh, my name is David Bell. And I'm Hannah Michaels. And we just watched Barbie... Barbie. The movie about Australian cookouts. Fuck you get yes. it? Yep. Do you get you get my joke? Yep. Also, they don't okay. say shrimp. Apparently, they say prawn. That's bullshit. Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned. Just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and planned choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights, diamonds under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday, and so is tomorrow, and every day from now until forever. Yeah. You guys ever think about dying? I'm going to go to First Outback all, just for that fact. Are you going to go harass Outback? Oh, no, they hate Outback. They hate Outback Steakhouse? Very much. Why? Because it's not real Australian food, and it's like yeah. they, no one thinks that. Right, it's it's an Olive Garden. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't I don't go to Olive Garden and start getting mad. Yeah, do they think Americans think Taco Taco Bell is Mexican? I think that's what I don't they know. think. I don't know, Australians. You get back to us about this, Hannah. Thank you so much for being a part of this. By the way, thanks for How having me and for uh, going to the movie with me. Yeah, thanks for going to the movie with me. We we saw this one together. Uh, before we start, do you wanna do you wanna plug anything? You got anything to tell the world? Uh yeah. Um, I am a life coach, even though I'm not good at life, because those who can't live or be coach, I guess. Um, sure. Yeah. So uh, if you are a WGA writer, um, or just a writer in general, I do have uh, discounts for people in the guild or waiting on their next job. Um, nice. Because that's how do, how those do are who I'd love to work with, especially. Um, Hannah Michaels LA at gmail.com. Good luck spelling that. Yeah, that's we can your cut all little this puzzle. out, but I don't think you feel like it. I'm which not going to cut any. Why would I cut out your plug? Because it was not well. Construct anyway. Who cares? It was a fine plug, in my opinion. Uh, but we we're, we're here to talk about Barbie. Uh, yes. And I guess uh, how did you like Barbie? I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that it was the the kind of um, the childlike jokes are really what stuck with me, and I thought it was um, really well done in terms of communicating somewhat complex ideas for a very simple premise yeah um it's not it's not for children is it 
Uh, that was the first thing. It's PG thirteen, but you're, I mean, you're right that the jokes. I mean, it's for teenagers, right? Yeah, I mean, I think kids could watch it. It's not violent or anything, but yeah, they just wouldn't get every joke. The question of like who this is for is interesting to me because I saw I saw like parents complaining about bringing their kids to this movie. I don't think this is a movie you have to like gasp and like escort your child from so much as like we sat when we were in there there was a child behind us and that kid clearly started getting bored like it's more that where it's like you're not there's nothing in here that's gonna like hurt a child to hear obviously but if they're not if they're not older kids they might get bored for sure there's a lot of a lot of the jokes are in dialogue there aren't you know, there are a lot of fun colors, but it does definitely get boring if you're not going to get the subtext and the jokes. Right. There's like musical stuff. There's yeah, there's fun stuff happening, but it's like eh, you could just stick them in front of a minion yeah. movie I think if, a if you wanted would get to. This. But yeah, yeah, little kids, not so much. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I mean, you know this. I really liked this movie. I, I've been saying this uh, in a bunch of podcasts. I thought I saw... Oppenheimer, Barbie, and Cobweb all in the span of like four days, and they were all fucking great. This movie, um, this is this is uh, embarrassing to say, and I've already told you this. This movie made me tear up, uh, and I I have to explain why because it's for dumb dumb reasons. <laughs> it's that it, I literally teared up in the first half hour of this movie because, uh, and it's the same reason I teared up during things like Everything Everywhere All at Once which is that watching a filmmaker tackle a really complex idea and and perfectly nail it. Um, Just watching a really like watching like Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling do these killer performances in this like beautifully shot movie with wonderful set design that just was like this pure joy, this exercise in joy, at least in the first half hour of like, we have fully realized Barbie land and it's gorgeous and it's fun and it's really well shot. And everybody's just firing on all cylinders like that. That's just, that touched me so much just to see someone do something so well as this movie, um, which isn't to say the movie's perfect, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Of course but not. It, it, uh, God damn. It was just, it was so refreshing to watch. I didn't realize uh, that was why you cried. I think you're right. That is kind of dumb. It is. It's really dumb. It, it, I cry when I see something where I'm like, oh, they just, they did it so well. So well executed. Um, yeah. Exactly. It's a really stupid reason to tear up, but no, it's just like. No, that's who you are. It, it's just, it, it, it was really nice to see. And then there was like, there was some emotional elements to this, of course. Yeah. Um, I liked, I, I got touched when I realized what, like, the entire point of Ken was, yeah. which was that he is just unloved. <laughs> like, the story of Ken is just, like you said, it, it tackles a lot of very basic ideas, right? But it just does it really well within the Barbie Ken, like, yeah. uh, relationship. Really succinctly and really well and complex for what it is, which is a movie about Barbies and Kens. Right, it still has to work within that parameter of like these are toys, um, because it's not going to represent everybody, right? Uh, it's not even trying to. Why would it? It can't. I mean, Barbies are for um, very feminine kids or kids who like dress up 
with uh with um very normal friends yeah it also like i played with a, a barbie we should have started with our barbie history now that i think about it i played yeah, with barbies a little bit because feminine kids definitely but it is um it's more social yes which is yes. very much what we do with girl toys um which kind of puts everyone at disservice uh but i definitely played with other kids like i never had barbies i don't think um they were lying around the house i had a big sister so uh, but like going over like other girls' houses and playing with their Barbies was a thing. I remember that. Yeah. Did you did you have them? I only had one, and it was after my mom really relented because she believed um, the Barbies would give me uh, some sort of body complex, um, which is fine until she until I you know you realize she chose to raise me in L.A. Um, right. Like right next to the Palisades, like no shit, I was going to have one anyway. Yeah, that was um, inevitable. Yeah, and my dad took my mom's decision to mean I don't want her to grow up getting superficial, which is not what my mom was thinking, but it's definitely right. an insight into, you know, straight white boomer man. Right. This movie does tackle, I mean, uh, they they go about it very in a very interesting way, I would say, because they, they tackle the idea that Barbie's failed the world like the 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 idea for people who haven't seen it first of all go go see it you know um but the inciting incident is very fun which is that it's this perfect barbie world um where everybody you know uh, uh, like women are everything they're they're the president they're astronauts every there's different types of barbies right whereas kens are just kens yeah. um which is very much a comment on you know the toys themselves uh and they used that to do like to do like an observation of of the real world and women's place in it right which is like the idea that kens are secondary in the society uh and and that they're they're perfectly content with it uh until barbie starts her 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 she stops she her feet go flat that's what happens yeah um and they they learn that you know it's it's a Toy Story situation, right? They're like there's there's a or a Lego movie where they're self aware, where they're like we're in the Barbie world. There's must be a little girl playing with you that's really sad because now you're thinking about death all the time and cellulite and aging. Uh, so they have to go to the real world to find out like uh, what what to find the the little girl that's uh, sad is the idea and then what's uh, a delight is they go into the real world which is los angeles and ken learns about the patriarchy yeah. and he is completely excited and delighted by it yeah <laughs> which is really it's a really fun idea because you know from in his world that's not a thing so it's the idea of barbie going to the real world with ken and realizing that everything's not what they thought it would be and barbies didn't save the world and women still have a lot of like struggles and Ken loves it. Yeah. And a lot <laughs> of expectations just... on their shoulders. A lot of this movie is about expectations that we kind of put on women in society. Yes. Um, and that's, yeah. And part of it is Barbie. Exactly. Like Barbie was expecting, expected to like save the world and she didn't. And she learns that kids don't really give a shit about her in this. Um, the people, the, the the little girl turns out to be a woman 
who who took out the old Barbies as a way to bond or like wanted to bond with her daughter. So the idea is like they 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 face hit on the fact that like kids grow out of Barbie and then see them as problematic almost immediately. Um, That's pretty much exactly what happens. Yeah. Which, yeah, exactly. Like, it feels like they did a very good job at knowing exactly uh, kind of the meta aspect they needed to do here. Um, Of course, and you can sort of see in the trailer, Will Ferrell is the CEO of Mattel and the idea uh, and, and of the Barbie. The idea is there's not a single woman running Barbie behind the scenes. Uh, they were they were trying to take shots of themselves. Well, I mean, it's one of the things you pointed out, right? They like they're traversing the corporate stuff, but they can't really come down that hard on that. Yeah, and that was that's the the only place where I think this movie um, kind of lets us down a little. And it's understandable, you know, if Mattel is funding it, you have to be nice to Mattel. Yeah. They weren't that nice though. They were just they made them they made them like lovable goofballs, right? Like I yeah. it didn't even occur to me what like after we got in the movie you sort of pointed out I was like, "You're right. They they were doing that because to me I I guess I didn't expect them to be portrayed as villains, right? Uh there are no villains in this. The closest to a villain I'd argue is Ken. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess a, a antagonist um but like because what happens is Ken <laughs> This is what I remember where the right wing complaints was like the word patriarchy is said a bunch of times in this movie. No one talks like that. That's kind of the joke in the movie. Yeah. Like the, it's very not much ca- the joke. Yeah. They're not casually saying it. He goes to a school library, which of course has books on the patriarchy. Yeah. And then there's like, have you heard about the patriarchy? It's amazing. Yeah. And not even the patriarchy, just patriarchy. No one talks right. like that. And that's, yeah, exactly. It's the point. No, like, so Ken just brings those ideas back to the Barbie world and starts turning the Barbie world into a patriarchy, which is like the big crisis, right? Meanwhile, Mattel just wants to put Barbie back in her box, which I was unclear of that. Is that like resetting her? Um, I think that was just a fun visual way of getting her immobile so they could take her back. Right. I assumed the idea was like... From the real real world into Barbie land, but yeah. Right, yeah. I assumed they were going to do something to her brain or something, but yeah. The the idea is in the Barbie world, there's um, uh, Kate McKinnon's Barbie, which is the, the weird, weird Barbie, Barbie yeah. who's been all overplayed with and all fucked up, and it's like the fear of becoming the weird Barbie. Yeah. Um, which they do a good job with that arc, which yes. is like they realize by the end of like... We shouldn't have, there. you know, we shouldn't have called you the weird Barbie. Like, we shouldn't have, because she's an outcast, basically. Yeah. So they've created this idea that, like, a broken Barbie is doesn't belong there. Um, and uh, that's, that's like, that arc. But then they basically have to, uh, they, they basically have to win back uh, Barbie land from the Kens by turning their own emotions against them specifically their own jealousy and their own rage against them again it's like it is a very basic view yeah uh but it worked really well it's just I very thought. well done um yeah and the constant use of alt rock when it comes to the kens and their idea Matchbox of masculinity 20. is so good oh my so god good. it's all like post clear channel buyout post 9-11 alternative rock and it is perfect it's so yeah it is really good and again this goes into like so the 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 
the things they managed to do with the Barbie and Ken, Ken dynamic is like, they do the idea that women are expected to be everything. Um, and they are expected to, um, sort of, uh, you know, they can't fail. Right. There's the whole part where the mom does that rant and it basically wakes them up. Yeah. Uh, and then they cover the idea that men, uh, or at least the Kens, um, and is like, is expected to not, to to basically like to to bottle their feelings to not to to accept that they're not going to be as loved um and get all their approval through like status and consumerism is kind of what they do with them and about how it's just damaging everyone uh and then and then you have your allens which was delightful which are the people who don't necessarily fit into this yeah into this this dichotomy binary yeah yeah that's that's the thing, I guess, is that they're they're doing this extreme binary situation, and so it was really cool to also have Alan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who I is feel Michael like Sarah? The two of us related to Alan the most. Just yes. Just having grown up as indoor kids, just kind of. <laughs> yeah, Alan's thing is he's just like neither of this is really my thing. Yeah. I'm Alan. I just want to get out of here. Yeah, and they just have Michael Sarah doing a real Michael Sarah performance. Is like quiet, poor little Alan. Yeah, he's he's kind of the best. It's it's honestly um, perfect. Um, and I'm glad they found a toy to fit with non-binary representation within an extreme binary setup. Right. Again, that's what I mean when I was like, it brought tears to my eyes because I was just like, they're using this format. It, and they're and they're because easily a Barbie movie could have easily been very cynical, a very mm-hmm. cynical movie that is is just doing you know base level. We're going to make a bunch of money. The Mario, the new Mario Brothers movie. Hannah, did you see that? I've seen parts of it. Um, okay, and I got it's the fine. gist. Yeah, it seems fine. It made billions of dollars, um, but it's not rem- rem- like memorable in any way, shape, or form. It is baseline we're just trying to keep our heads down make a mario movie it is so that's why i didn't want to see it because the first mario movie is batshit yeah how can you top that you know yeah i mean you could do top that by making a good one i guess but they were already working under shitty parameters and it didn't seem like that was even possible i there is a cult like resurgence of the mario movie and like as a movie there's a lot wrong with it i'm not going to pretend there isn't but the Mario Brothers movie, the Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo one, is taking the subject of Mario to talk about ideas like fascism and climate change. Yeah. And that's amazing. And I yes. would argue that that movie would be a lot better received today. Yes, um, I think so. Um, I think you're right. And I think that's why, because Barbie does that, in my opinion, really extremely well. And it was extremely well received. That's what, yeah, that's what I was getting to is this Barbie reminds me of that era so much where it's like a live action version of a cartoon that's just batshit. When every um, and we, t- uh, film villain was just Trump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like there's this, like we don't, we don't do this nearly as much and for good reason. Like, like the Flintstones did really well, but I don't think, I don't think like the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie, which I guess isn't, it's like half live action. But I think people know the vibe I'm talking about, right? Where it's like these weird, 
when we took these big swings in the 90s and this really feels like that and that it's like this bombastic cartoony world it's almost wes anderson like did you notice that a little bit like because the it, i think of the set design yes. where it's like it's half reality right everything's kind of a toy and they do such a good job with the props like ken's yes. rollerblades um the dream houses were so good and um yeah. i would want to live in one of those until i realized oh i'm i'm a real person i have genitals uh, i cannot exactly. have this many windows <laughs> Um, right and they 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 play with that when she gets up she takes a shower every morning but there's no water coming out of it yeah <laughs> she's everything is pretend right she opens the fridge and it's all pretend yeah i when loved how they go did flat, that it's because they're in heel position to put on different heels right and she has a line of like if my feet weren't that shaped i wouldn't he- wear heels yeah um uh the ambulance is like this fold-out ambulance and so it's it's they, again they use the Barbie world to talk about this idea of like a superficial view of like the ideal world, right? Like of the corporate corporate feminism. This is what's funny about it is that you'd think the right would love this movie if they were a little smarter because they're talking about hollow corporate like wokeism. That's what they're talking about in this m- movie to an extent which is the idea that like the corporate view of social justice is yeah. still in the, in the uh, squarely around making money, yeah. which isn't because they are toys untrue. with different jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's built within the framework of the toys. Right. So the idea here is like the Barbie world is this like superficial version of progress that yeah. then they, when they re- reach the real world, they realize isn't, that's not how it is and everything and they did a good job where it's like ken gets hurt at the beach well roll out the ambulance unfold it eh, he's fine now you know like it's all superficial across the board yeah uh which was a really smart way of you know doing that before getting them into the real world where everything's fucking awful yeah uh and then of course we have that which is a blast too which i feel like is i don't know that felt very 90s to me like last action hero the fish out of water a little have you bit. Seen, you seen Last Action Hero? I haven't actually. Ooh. I know. Okay. You have so you have a we'll watch it. ever we'll watch increasing it. list of things <laughs> movies. It's very similar in that Last Action Hero is dealing with another trope. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger as a action hero gets sucked out of the movie he's in into the real world and then realizes like all the things can't like he shoots at a car and he's like, Why didn't the car explode? And they're like, that's not how cars work. Like, it's a bunch of that, them realizing, like, this isn't, this isn't actually how the, you know, how the real world works. So they're doing a lot of that in this. Yeah. By the way, I am sorry if my microphone picked up kitten hissing. Oh, kitten. You didn't. It didn't pick it up. Oh, well, then. She's so mad. She's so mad all the time. She is. She's our, she's our Barbie. I mean,. She's our Barbie when she first steps into the real world, I think. That yeah. first scene, honestly, maybe because I grew up right there, like, I would bike ride on that boardwalk, um, felt very real to me. But I think it feels very real to anyone who has walked yeah. around the world and presented was- feminine or female in any way. Um, yeah, what was the line about her sensing, like, a tinge of violence? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and Ken's just like, I'm getting none of that. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> again, they're they're playing with it where it's like it's for it's for younger audiences to explain like you know this system. But I think they did a good job at also making it very funny for older adults who like it's preaching to the choir, you know, to some extent, but they're just doing it in a very fun way. Um, Ken, Ken, like loving the patriarchy and being just like genuinely and adorably so excited about it was a very good way of doing it. Where like, again, there's no villains in this. Like the, I, I don't think we need to say that the, like the people saying that this hates men or like, like, obviously that's not what's going on in this movie. No, if uh, anything, it's saying, like, you know, men, you have the power to define yourselves and find yourselves, and you don't have to subscribe to anything you don't want to. Right. It didn't even feel, like, obviously, it's it's geared towards younger women. Yeah. But it didn't feel, like, it didn't feel exclusive in that regard. It felt more about what it means to be a human. Yes. Um, and, like honestly that that really is it like about like what defines us because the existential crisis that both barbie and ken go through is like what are we and ken of course is like he's defined by barbie so they're doing that thing about like kind of a toxic relationship where it's like you can't be defined by the person you're with you have to be your own person yeah uh which i thought was cool and then barbie being like i was expect i expected greatness but what am I, you know? And like the mother kind of has that where she's like, can we just make an ordinary Barbie? Yes. that doesn't have the pressure to be something. And that's very much like a millennial message. I think um, so. But I think it's kind of um, pointing out where that type of corporate feminism is lacking. Right. Where it's like, yes, women should be able to hold any position of power in any job in an already capitalistic hyper corporate society but also maybe no one should have that kind of power in certain industries and maybe while we expect this of women we shouldn't also expect xyz and all of this housework and all sorts of you know appearance and just so much yeah there's definitely yeah sorry i i I was i was going over some more news video about just the history of how we how we eat in this country. And that's one of the things that's very interesting to me is like, as women went into the workforce, there was a question of like, so who does the housework? And that question never got answered because corporations moved in and said, we'll cook for you. You know, like uh, here's microwave dinners, here's fast food, all this stuff. They specifically did a push to say like, don't worry about it. And it, it's a small thing, but it's like, that's a conversation that never got answered. Right. So it still feels like these weird things that are like hanging over women where it's like, you're expected to do everything. Yeah. um, Because on top of holding down a job. uh, Yeah. And we don't teach, um, not everyone, but a lot of households don't teach little boys, you know, basic life skills, laundry, cooking, things like that. Yeah. We just dropped it. Like home X, another example where it's like, what, in that era, what should have happened is they said, okay, well, now everybody has to learn this stuff. It's a shared responsibility, but we just dropped it. Yeah. We just said, okay, well, I guess nothing. It's also and just that, fucked up yeah. for people who live alone. Like, yeah. you need to have these skills. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, you're right that it is definitely 
more towards women like again the message of like you have to be everything like they do a good job they did a great job with pointing out because again i think this was important where when they talk about the patriarchy they note that ken doesn't actually really fit into it he has no skills so they do this thing where he walks around and he's like well i'm a man i should get a job and the e- the low-hanging fruit would would be for them to just give him a job right yeah but they say like well do you have any skills and he's like oh no because he's and trying he's- to be like a doctor and a ceo and it's like yeah. that's you still have to have you still have to have the ability. It's just that as a white man, you have more you have, of a chance if you have the ability and the education. Exactly. Like what talking about things like, you know, sexism and racism, it's all these Venn diagrams, right? Which yeah. and classism where it's like it's not there's not one answer. It's gradient, right? Um and so like yeah, Ken isn't Ken, like Ken. He's it, trying to be like do, a doctor and shit. It's just yeah, but he's Beach Ken, as he keeps saying. He's Beach Ken, yeah, which doesn't he can't even mean be he's a lifeguard. Life yeah, no, his job is Beach. And the, his yeah. job is literally Beach. <laughs> Such a good gag. It's and so, so like, good. The way that they what? play with like the little kid isms and the way that little kids play is so good. Um, it's so good. But again, that that folds into like this idea of like the toxic masculinity side, which is that Ken has no skills, but he feels like he's owed the world. Yeah, is the idea, he's and it's like oh, I, to I have these jobs. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what kind of person this you're doing, and it all derives from like the Barbie innocence of like how does this sort of mindset happen? And yeah. again, he's never sinister in the end. He's he he's. He no again no no villains. Um, no, I mean it's, it's a, very much like a commentary on like the manosphere and things like that, where Ken just yeah. needs to find his own way and learn how to love himself instead of getting external validation. And that's very much why the left doesn't have an answer to that shit because we're not just going to send alternate propaganda out there. Like, no, you need to find out who you are and go right. from there. Yeah, they do a really good job with like young men who feel directionless who feel like they don't have power because nobody has power because of this generation who are then like, you know, follow people like Andrew Tate, you know, who start like learning about the, these ideas and it's like decides that that's the problem. Uh, And the problem that we're not the problem, but the thing that the Barbie movie can't really, they can't really finish the thought because it's run by the movie is, produced by a big corporation right because the end thought is like you know it's the ultra rich are kind of the big problem uh in this equation but you you also can't expect the barbie movie to like deal with those ideas yeah it's about like who put these institutional i guess who put the institutions in power who keep you know creating these societal impediments to but it's not different yeah, kinds of success movie, and happiness. It's like there's there's no way for a you know even an older kid movie to about toys. Yeah, yeah, and there's no point in the movie where they needed to do that. For the record, like, uh, like it's not like they dropped the ball on that. They're they're just trying to make this other movie. They're not yeah. trying to make a movie about that. But yeah, the presence of Mattel throughout is like they're definitely like walking a fine line. There, it is palpable for sure. It is yeah. noticeable. Um, what do you think of the performances? I like it's it's fucking both Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling they were are incredible. Yeah, because they're dealing with such complex. 
like uh, it's not hyperbole to say that they deserve nominations that this movie deserves nominations i don't know if it'll get it i think there's enough hype that it might like i think the academy is realizing that like weird movies uh get people excited now well no shit because everything else is just you know film 10 of a franchise that has completely forgotten what an action movie is right and like this is i feel like this is meeting it both like halfway because people will be like oh i think like guardians of the galaxy should be nominated and it's like eh, i kind of get why they're they don't really nominate like the big superhero blockbusters because they aren't on their own they're not satisfying stories they're part of this larger thing it's hard to judge them as into like their own films this movie seems to meet them halfway which is like this is a big this is a blockbuster um is a big property that you're familiar with but we're gonna create more lore around it that fits into that but adds to it yeah and and like earn it like i i think there's like costume design set design absolutely those Um, should be up for i mean yeah cinematography the is batshit. Yeah, we haven't talked about how bright the f- film is, which is like super nice um to see a bright movie. Like when you look at the trailers for like Wonka and you're like it's Wonka. Why is it so dark? Yes. Um where this is just like no bright fucking colors. Uh beautiful, yeah, beautiful cinematography uh It's the same campy vibe that I love in a lot of films um I remember Abe asking me if I really like Talking Heads because all the movies I like just have <laughs> a similar, um, and I don't really have an opinion on on them one way or uh, another. But funny. just all the movies I like have a similar color scheme. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's just a, it's such a pleasant film to watch. And then yeah, like Margot Robbie having to play this like tremendous arc. Because yeah. they're doing so much for her of like, because the, the other the other element of this uh, movie that they touched on, which again, like one of the reasons why I think kids would find it boring, um, and they didn't have to, is like the pure existential crisis involving a a, a character realizing that they don't really exist. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like it's kind of Truman Show because they do these scenes with her. Where like at first, of course, everything's cheery, um, and but she, then so when she's she doing... travels to the real world, it's yeah, she's meeting all of these depressing realities with a very childlike innocence, and it is, and just an unbelievable performance. Yeah, one of the one of the scenes that really stuck out um, is her sitting at a bus stop waiting for Ken, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she's looking out on this park and she starts seeing like humanity and she sees all the different, like the whole spectrum. Cause the idea is her life has always been this like blank, happy, like straight line. Right. Then she has to perform that in the beginning and she does it like, and it's very funny, right? She's doing yeah. it for comedic and uh, that you guys ever think, ever think about dying kind of thing. So like there's that comedic rep- performance, but and then I- there's, Oh, sorry. I just wanted to comment no, on fine. I like that that was the negative thought that um, that yeah. first went through Barbie's head because that is often a lot of little kids' first yes. scary thoughts. And it's a great misdirect when it ends up being uh, the mom of someone who stopped playing with her Barbies entirely. Like right, the mom of 12 year old. Because it's also, also just a pervasive thought for humanity. Exactly. I was going to say that thought goes away, I feel like, in your teens and 20s. 
and then, then it comes back. Um, yeah. And then it comes back. And that was really, that was really uh, like, I love that misdirect of realizing that, yeah, it's an, uh, it's an older w- woman going through an existential crisis um, and thinking about their life because th- death is of course the thing that reminds us all about like what, what we've done and stuff like that and start making, thinking about like who we are, you know, what are we leaving behind, etc. So yeah, she, a lot of us are so scared of perceived flaws or changes is essentially that fear. Yeah. And then she goes into the real world and there's this like denial stage she has to perform and then she kind of breaks and it's like a sadness, but then it's a realization of like coming out of this superficial world. There's so much more. And so she's sitting on this bench and she sees sadness. She sees happiness and she's like, awestruck by it all and then turns and looks at this older woman who by the way is a famous i think costume designer um that that actress and basically says you're so beautiful and she says i know it i read apparently greta gerwig had to fight for that scene because if you if you notice that scene technically doesn't need to be in the movie yeah Uh, but i really love that it was there yeah me too and also like not all scenes you know it, it it i would argue it does have to be in the movie it technically doesn't for the plot, but that's such a studio note, right? It's there it to is. show yeah. that Barbie's character, they show that change she's having, right? And the allure that the real world has that this woman is above it all, above the real world's trappings and bullshit that she lives in. Right. Yeah, they have a few like older women who show up. Um, uh shit is it Rhea Perlman yes um she plays the inventor of Barbie the ghost which I love that they hand wave it Will Ferrell's just like oh yeah the ghost of the inventor of Barbie has an office I like, thought that I, was a, a wayside school reference maybe subconsciously because that was <laughs> those books were popular around the time when like Greta Gerwig would have been growing up oh really yeah um <gasps> but that's the 19th floor I guess not the 17th floor oh okay they, it's a good idea though to for them to like kind of hand wave certain things like they yeah. they knew to hand wave it and they didn't wink. and they hand like, wave was, it in those books that's why I thought it was a reference it might have been it, it, I, I, I don't think books. it was like a conscious reference but it's where a lot of comedy minded creators that are like a very specific part uh, point in their 30s uh, got um, got started on that that checks out they knew yeah they knew definitely like like do we have to explain the barbie land to the real world not really right like how do you get back it's like this ultra magical realism where like you have to go to the beach and and rollerblade and then you get on like a on a on a boat and then you get on a car and then you get like where they they don't really explain like they don't make it like a magical portal or anything which i really appreciated that it was like accessories that come with barbies yeah, and it was like this like Lovecraftian transformation where it's like it's like weird and abstract how you get back and forth yeah. from these worlds. Um and again, they didn't they didn't have a character like look at the screen and go, "Don't worry about it." And wink. They didn't they didn't they knew they didn't have to like lampshade it. Like they didn't have to like call attention to what they were doing. They knew that we didn't care and we yeah. would accept it in this like magical realism sense. It is And I appreciated such- that a fucking relief when a film actually trusts its audience these days. Yeah. And it's weird. It comes off as weird in a way that we, because the thing is, is it, it, this, yes, this movie thinks its audiences are smart 
which yeah. I really appreciate because people do know at this point, it's like you barely have to explain things like that and, anymore. Yeah. You don't have to tell us how these worlds exist. We don't care. We've seen a million movies. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Just presenting um, the Barbie world as very childlike and innocent is enough. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, fucking Ryan Gosling, in terms of acting, is just having all the fun. He doesn't have he he does have to like do some emotional stuff for sure, but he's getting musical numbers uh, after musical numbers. He's getting yeah. outfit after outfit. He's getting all, all the dumbest stuff to do, and Ryan Gosling is just using every fucking part of the can. The way that um, he yes, the way he leans after he discovers patriarchy, where it's yeah. just like a pose that they make every male model do that every every single straight guy tinder profile has that kind of leaning forward arms around a door or something pose and it's just yeah. oh it's he's killing so it. perfect and the physicality that he he kind of i remember I, I told you this but when we watched physical 100 there was there were a lot of hot people because it's all about the fittest people in korea yes. and um then there was a guy who was objectively attractive and muscular and all these things, but he just moved like a fucking toddler. And I couldn't see him as anything but a toddler because of the way he moved. And it's the same way Ryan Gosling moves in this movie. And it's perfect because everything in yeah. Barbie world is colored by childhood. It's it's all incredible actors. That's the thing. Like Greta Gerwig has, has pull. She's, she's not you know, she can get this sort of, this amount of talent. And so it's just great to see th this much talent, uh, not just those two, but everybody. Everyone, Just yeah. doing a fucking fantastic job, knowing exactly what they need to do and doing it. Uh, and doing it better than we needed them to, right? Even and the 12-year-old, so I don't know who that actress is, but... She looked very familiar. She looked look familiar. We, we should look her up at some point, but she does an amazing job. She carries that, like, puberty rage so well. Yeah. I'm trying to look her up. All of the names are Barbie. And so I'm just trying to find yeah. the ones that aren't Barbie and Ken in the cast. Um, no, uh, she's great. Um, uh, Michael Sarah, he's just, I mean, he's just doing Michael Sarah. Um, but, but it works you know. for that role. Yeah, for sure. Because um, the whole role is just, I'm Alan there was only one of me that came out once and I'm uncomfortable with all of this. Again, they're using, they did a good job to show like they did the discontinued Barbies too. They did pregnant Barbie. They did like uh, the Barbie with like a TV in, in her back. Oh, and yeah. they show that it's like the misfit toys thing. Honestly, the, if this was for exclusively adults, they probably would have pointed out how sinister that recording Barbie was, but it's yeah. also for older kids. So they didn't. Yeah, that's true. Um, they, uh, but like they use them to be like, to point out that there's, you know, like the, the Barbie world was, if you didn't fit into it, you were an outcast. Yes. Um, and that was really cool that they sort of, they, they, uh, did a little bit about that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, and I'm, even when like, America Ferreira, who plays the mom, who actually played with Barbie to make her feet flat um, and give her cellulite, uh, um, she 
walks into the world and is immediately accepting of Weird Barbie. She's like, oh, I had a Weird Barbie. You make them like that by playing too hard. She's just repeating the same line that they all played about, that they they all said about Weird Barbie. And it's immediately accepting, though, this time. And that's, it's really nice. Yeah. I like when they, they do, they, that was a key thing is they bring Barbie into the real world and then they bring someone from the real world into the Barbie Barbie world to have them interact. A mother and daughter. yeah, they're using like every part of it, and then the mother and daughter, like, you know, slowly um, bonding yeah. through this, and the mother being so into it, and the daughter not really being that into it, uh, and so there's like this whole mother and daughter arc that they don't they don't dig into that much. Um, no, it's just I, kind of you know, twelve year olds getting a twelve year old kind of thing. It's wild because they they tackle so many little things in this because it, like you know the other Barbies that aren't being accepted they have they have a quick like thing about uh, they they do a quick thing with like um, like ableism like the daughter says someone's like nuts or something and then like corrects herself um, and so they they like point that out a little bit like they're juggling a lot of things yeah but um, the daughter's know, the only one juggling it knowingly like she's the only one who's socially aware and she's still younger. 12 so she's not like perfect at it right exactly and so like they're, I mean, no they're, they're they're not trying to comment on everything and it doesn't it feels like like I, I keep thinking about this and being like, well, how? What was that message in terms of like feminism or the or the world? What did that mean? You know? And it's like I don't know if that's the right way to think about this movie. I'm sure someone could sit down and do a video essay, analyzing every little bit. But it felt it felt like they were just trying to show like this very wide spectrum. Yeah. Of the world, and they were pointing out that the daughter is of a new generation that's hyper hyper aware of like the new problems in the world. You know. Because yeah. I think Barbie, Barbie kind of represents like '80s, '90s. Um, we did it right. The yes. '80s, '90s, like I don't see race mentality. Hundred yes. um, percent. And they're trying to show that like the world is more complicated now, uh, yeah. and they did a good job without alienating y- like older people or younger yeah, people. Yeah, because it's it's still the mom was inspired by Barbie at the time because she had all these different job titles and was able to do all these different things and the daughter's kind of beyond that being like well this is really corporate you know this is this is kind of you know she calls barbie white savior barbie at one point um which is really funny (laughs) and then she goes like no you this one saved me i didn't yeah no your mom saved me yeah i didn't do anything (laughs) which is funny because it feels like the movie is defending itself a little bit where they're like we thought of it we thought of it we changed we we made we made sure because that's what's interesting about barbie as the character in this is that they very much point out that she's kind of passive at the end um because the her last final thing is like well what about me what did i get out of this because she sits and talks with her creator they have this long um scene where she's on this void just talking to rhea perlman who plays um, ruth the creator of barbie um just being like where do i fit in with this new world what am I at this and, point? Yeah, and I like that she ultimately gets the same answer as Ken, which is I can't answer that for you, which sucks, but it's true. Right. It's it's it sort of cuts through all the noise of what they're exploring and saying, like, you know, but we have to be who we are. We have to figure that out for ourselves. Ultimately, the idea that you can be every anything, which is the promise of Barbie, they're real they're kind of reshaping and saying, like, that's a real like mind fuck too 
Yes. Like the promise that you can be everything is terrifying when you break out of your reality, which and is like... And that's why that's- the Barbies are gravitating towards um, or just allowing Ken to shove this patriarchy down their throats because they're exhausted of all the expectations. Right. And when the and- mom points that out, they're like, oh, everyone's exhausted of these expectations. It's a lot about finding your identity, right? Because yes. all the Barbies are like, I'm President Barbie. I'm Supreme Court Barbie. I'm astronaut. But like, that's not how people are. No. And that's what they're pointing out, which is like the, the promise that you can be everything accidentally uh, pigeonholed all these Barbies into being one specific thing. And that's like the expectations you have growing up. And it's kind of the idea of like, once you get past that, once you get past like what your parents want for you or something like that, you or or like, you know, uh, your childhood, what your childhood dreams were or all that. When you're figuring yourself out, um, suddenly everything opens up in a terrifying way. And the answer doesn't have to be something glorious. Like one of the things they do in this is they kept setting it up and you're expecting it where it's like, oh, clearly someone's going to take Will Ferrell's job. The mother is going to be the new CEO because they have her designing Barbies. Right. And so I thought like, okay, she's going to be the CEO. And no, they, they don't just do steal that. her idea. Yeah. And uh, the yeah. For regular they, Barbie. Which is like, again, way, way more realistic, which and I appreciate. And the way that they steal her idea is, no, that's never going to work. Someone crunches numbers. Yeah, that'll sell. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. The guy behind him was like, that's going to make a lot of money. He's like, I love the idea. It's great. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I'm glad they, they pointed that out. Again, it's the corporate side where it's like, as long as it makes money, <clears throat> we'll support whatever, you know, uh, don't think we won't support something horrifying if we think it makes money. Uh, and so they handle that. And then the mom doesn't become the CEO. And then they end with Barbie asking her creator to be, she wants to be real. And then they show her like getting ready. Yeah. And, and you, th- I, again, I thought like, Oh, so she's the CEO of Mattel. Right. I get it. And she's all dressed up. And then the, the button is she's there to see the gynecologist and is all excited for it. Yeah. Which is, a funny, a funny idea for the ending. Yeah, but it's Which it's a huge so thing for a Barbie because there's genitals now. Exactly, and it's just funny because it's like I at least I've been told that's a real bummer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. They use the same tools that they used in like the 1800s. It's not right. great. There's like so a like, metal deal. They created the situation where Barbie is like the only person who would be excited for this. Yeah. Which is funny. But again, like in the end, she's just a a person. There's, there's nothing special there. She's not, she's not like, it's just, okay, now you're a person and you get all the bullshit that comes with it. And some of it's good. Some of it's annoying. Some of it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, and so in a lot of ways, it's sort of about, it does seem aimed for teenagers because it's about people finding themselves into adulthood, right? Yeah. And it's tackling about that age when um, teens start being really self-conscious around, like, middle school, around the age of the daughter. Um, yeah. When they start really beating themselves up, and that's why people fall into these, like, strict gender lines that they don't necessarily fit into around middle school the most is because they're just trying to fit in any way they can. Right. Yeah, it really is for middle school, because Alan... Alan is like, that's me in middle school. That's, that's, it's, it's made for kind of everybody going that's through that awkward That's all our friends in middle stage. school too. Yeah. It's like every Barbie, like creative weird kid. 
Right. By creating this superficial toy world, they really are showing like a naive state of mind that often happens around middle school. The Ken's understanding of the patriarchy and like being into horses and like dumb rock. Um, yeah, him thing, saying like he thought horses were ruling the world was the patriarchy, and then he realized the horses extend the man. Yeah, <laughs> I think is how he puts it. It's so perfect. Um, it's so perfect. But yeah, it's all that. It's all the very superficial shit, like the the toxic kids, like young men that you probably encounter in high school and middle school, um, and about like how to deal with the these dynamics and these problems, and then as you're getting older and you're being told you can be everything what does that mean so it's all kind of tackling that in a very interesting way what do you think about their big plan to turn the kens against each other i, I thought it was interesting i thought that was interesting too i think it was mainly a gag but ultimately it's kind of a commentary on power in general and anyone who wields social power ultimately gets paranoid. So in that sense, it's not really about men and women. It's about who has the power in society right now. And they're more likely to turn against each other. Right. I people who are without power. I thought they were definitely identifying the idea that, yeah, like the jealousy that happens, uh, more, more, more so in men, uh, especially young men. And then, like, the idea of, like, how do you rise up against the system? Well, you can't fight amongst yourselves. And that was, I think, the whole idea is they were they were all pitting the Kens against themselves so that they could be distracted. And you're right. There's like a societal message there of like, if you're busy fighting amongst yourselves, period, you're not going to get anything done. They're going to do things behind your back. Um, And the whole thing is literally for them to get a vote through. So yeah. it's like, it's very, it, it doesn't feel necessarily about men v- versus women as a, but it's more of like a classist message in a lot of ways. But I did think it was interesting because I think it's you know, true they for have most to, social issues. Right. They do have to frame it Barbie v. Ken. And one of the things this movie like kind of touches on, but doesn't that much is like how terrifying men can be too. Yeah. Um, and they, obviously they can't really I mean they take touch over on that? every Barbie's house. They kind of yes. take over their spaces, turn them into Mojo Doja Casa houses. Um they sure do. Yeah. That's what it's called. And they're just ridiculous pads of just everything you would find in the worst freshman dorm. Right. Yes, it's perfect. It's it's they have the... one because it's for kids, there's no Scarface poster, but it's it's one of those away. Yeah, well, one of them explains Godfather. The mansplaining yes, scene. Yes, Oh my god. And just the the Barbies infiltrating the Kens in order to deprogram other Barbies by pretending to be interested in Ken stuff and not knowing how to do sports or having not watched The Godfather is perfect. It is really good. I guess what I'm saying is that like what the movie couldn't do, and I know it couldn't do, is fully portray the threat of a patriarchy right of like how the patriarchy like uh, exerts control is often very scary and violent and they they talk about it a little bit but they can't you know they can't talk about things like abortion and 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 things like that so it's like um they had to be safe about it so they have to kind of make them like lovable dopes that take over um but again what else are they going to do this is for tweens 
Yeah. I love the joke where they're building the wall, where Alan's like, we need to get out of here as soon as they figure out how to build the wall <laughs> sideways. Yes. And they're building the wall just straight up in this small column. It's so good. It's, it's so perfect. And the idea that the Kens want approval from other Kens more than yeah. anyone else is kind of spot on. Yeah, exactly. Fighting amongst themselves. It's all still around like women to them or the Barbies to them. Yeah, because it's they... around the approval of Barbies, but it's yeah. not about how the Barbies actually feel. Right. They're fighting over Barbie, but they don't. It's a status. Barbie yes. is a status. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, their lives are defined by it, which, again, is both defined the toy, the but also Bar- works yeah. really well with talking about young men. Um, so I thought that was that was a cool idea. And it is kind of how little kids play with Barbie, because Barbie has all the accessories. Barbie yeah. has all these different things that you can do with her. And then Ken is just a side piece. Exactly. Which, again, like it, 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 it very much resonates with this idea of young men feeling like, well, what do I get? Because, like, you know, there are for good reasons a lot of, you know, a, a lot of like, you know, um, young women are more encouraged to talk about their feelings and yeah. you know all that stuff that men don't really get so like using like using barbie and ken and the fact that barbie gets all the stuff um is a really good way of showing like this like this world where the ken is like feels like they make the kens very much like second secondary citizens in this which obviously isn't true in the real world but they use it to reflect like their emotional states um, in a way that resonates, I thought. Which yeah, was the a kids good are idea. very codependent. They only feel complete when, you know, Barbies acknowledge them. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it's all in a very fun fucking movie, too, on top of all of this. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't deal with these ideas in a very serious way. It doesn't really preach. Um, it's all kind of the subtext that, like, is very obvious to us. But to a teenager, I don't, or, or like a child, they're not going to like necessarily pick up on all this, you know. I, um, I think and it, uh, this generation is more aware of these things, but I yeah. think this is a very, very concise, smart way of communicating these concepts um, yeah. that will resonate with with kids for sure. Yeah, and I thought the movie just did a good job balancing all that while telling a really fucking fun story, which it, is yeah, again so campy and silly. Why it brought tears to my eyes, like because it's like when I'm like, oh my god, not only are you making like a really fun Barbie movie, but you're tackling these issues and you're and you're tackling all of them as many as you can tackle, and like across the board. There's even a point where they like recognize that Margot Ro- Robbie is talking about how she's like ordinary or plain is like silly, right? Yeah. They literally have a moment where the narrator comes in and goes. You know, we realize how silly this is. Like to do to this message, you can't pass Margot Robbie. Yeah. Um. So they're they like they're doing all these almost like footnotes on this idea. They're trying to be extensive and ex- inclusive, but it doesn't also bog down the story. Yeah. And that's really fucking, it, like, it, I, I I me me and Tom recently did a thing on the fucking Kevin Sorbo movie God's Not Dead, and that is a christian movie right i wouldn't even call it a christian movie it's a right-wing propaganda movie yeah it sounded and, like an evangelical very cloistered thing yeah and it's so bogged down with trying to preach something that it's not a movie it's a bad movie 
even if you believed in the stuff they were saying, it's a badly structured movie. Barbie, this movie could have accidentally done that. It could have been bogged down with like trying to say stuff that it forgot to be a movie, but it doesn't do that, which goes back to why this movie to me was like such an accomplishment. Um, I love it. It, it. You know, it happens a lot in elevator horror, everything everywhere mentioned where it's like, you nail this message that's complex while still telling a story that's cohesive and good. That's really fucking impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really was. Yeah. Um, and to f- I, be able to find a toy for every single message and idea. I know weird yep. Barbie isn't packaged, but it's very much a thing that happens to pretty much every Barbie at some point. At some point you try to give her a haircut or something and it's right. just, you know, seven year olds are bad with scissors. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're shitty kids. You know, that's what happens. Yeah. They're sloppy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything, any other like big final thoughts? I don't, I, I hope there's nothing that you were like wanted to talk about that we missed. I'm trying to think. Um, I have one more thing, which I, is this. Oh, go. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, obviously Hollywood learned the wrong message about this movie. They don't know why it succeeded. And there is literally, and it's like a parody. This is like an onion article. Uh, L- uh, Lena Dunham is making a Polly pocket movie now what? because they literally were just like, okay, what's another yeah, doll toy? Like toys. That, Who's oh another like, like person like this. Okay. Boom. Make it happen. And it's like, no, you idiots. That's the toys not are just a, good vehicle for this kind of storytelling right it's just such a it's the most cynical and like maybe that movie will be good who knows uh but it's the most cynical thing right where they're like okay doll movie plus like feminism like it's exactly what they're making fun of in this movie which is like the corporate attempts at feminism so like obviously mattel and and other companies are not directly in the movie because mattel is exactly such a big part of it but they are kind of nodding to that a lot. Yeah. It's the reason why the, the mom resonates with a lot of this stuff, but the daughter calls it out. Right. Again, it's really funny. Like, obviously people like Ben Shapiro are going to complain about this because that's of what course. gets him clicks. But like, it's not, obviously this movie's not right wing, but it, it, it does. Do, there's like something that everybody should be mad at, which is like that corporate pandering towards like social causes um and the right loves to try to call that out you know they've been holding a whole campaign against it and it's really funny when a movie that is like no that is true uh they still are mad at it because they can't it's their in their best business to be mad at it right so it's it's very funny how when that happens yeah there's there's not an overtly trans actor in it so we're not going to be mad. It's just so transparent. Um, yeah. It's so... Uh, it's painful, it's honestly. Silly. Yeah. I wouldn't... The, yeah. All that shit is... I don't know. It's really silly. I, it, it's hard to watch this movie. Like, it's hard to imagine someone watching this movie, anyone, and then hearing what they have to say about it and not realizing how completely unserious they are uh, based on just, like, the movie versus what they're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because the movie but, is ultimately very simple. 
Yeah. And it's not it's not a very political movie in any uh, way. You know, it, it, it's all the stuff we've talked about, again, is like kind of subtext. It's not. Yeah. And it didn't very feel very ideas. in your face. Yeah. And they're very broad ideas. And they they're don't, all ultimately about finding yourself as a human like that. It's kind of a universal message. Yeah. They don't land on anything, you no. know. Um, and I don't think they should. No. Which, again, is very impressive for a movie like this. Uh, it, it, I keep going back to everything, everywhere, all at once, because that deals with nihilism and existential crisis and the idea that there's nothingness and where you ever think about dying. Like, it's kind of a similar topic, which millennials fucking love <laughs> right now and younger yeah. generations as well, which is like we're all dealing with this crisis. Uh, and so, like, to see a movie kind of deal with that in a very fun way is just I don't know. Great. But you, you, did you have any other thoughts? I feel like at this point, I'm just going to be repeating myself. Um, I guess not. Um, but honestly, just go look up some of the sets. Yeah. Please. The sets are glorious. And I don't know, see the movie. It's a good movie. I really liked it. Um, don't bring your little kids to it. Not again, not because it's inappropriate, just because it's it's that Pixar thing where it's like this doesn't feel like it's actually for little kids. It feels like it's for you know teenagers. Yeah, um, I mean, I would say like you know once they hit double digits, yeah, it's probably good. Uh, it's not like inappropriate. It's just gonna kind of bore them. Yeah, it might actually be boring, um, which is <laughs> funny, but like very good movie. Yeah, I don't I really don't like there like even the I, I don't have anything that I'm just like I didn't like that or I thought that was handled poorly. I think they did everything they could with what they had. Yeah. Uh, so that's fun to see. So. I, I liked that. You know what? By saying it, I'm actually making it a little worse, but <laughs> by pointing it out at all. But I'm, I'm going to do now it. I, need to know. I liked that there was a plus size Barbie that was just there the whole time and no one said anything because that's actually what life is. It's not unless, you know, there are shitty people everywhere, obviously, and they're going to say something. Right. But that's what a- life is if you haven't lived in the real world with assholes. That's what life is when you haven't been bogged down by patriarchy and bullshit. When Right people are innocent enough to just admit that they're attracted to everybody. Yes. They, they do a good job with that, which uh, there's only one. And I assume that's because there was only one Barbie like that. That was plus sized. Um, yeah, I think but so. Again, they're showing this I- ideal Barbie world. So obviously it's not a thing in that world. Um, and they, yeah, they did a good job like with that. They had a Barbie in a wheelchair as well, which was, I assume, again, a actual Barbie. and Probably around the 90s when all that ADA stuff passed. Yeah. And they, I, I mean, again, they don't really call attention to it. But no, it's they only don't have like, to. And it's only like a few of them. And that's because most likely that's Mattel that's put out. That's how the toys out. work. Yeah. Yeah, that's how the damn toys work. So they are pointing something out there, but they're not like calling huge attention to it. Um, no, and that's kind of how things are is when you get to like, America it's, Ferreira's age when you're actually mature adults and they, like no one is like obviously the internet is its own thing but once you get to like you know your late 20s and beyond no one gives a shit 
Right. That's that's what's funny is it's 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 doing a few things because it, it for me it also felt like that nineties I don't see color attitude. Yes, it very which much is did. like there's the tokenism yes. of it all where it's like see it's it, it reminds me of like any like you know kids show or anything like that that they were doing but they were also like you're saying in the adult world people don't care about this shit that's that's like the big thing that like people like ron DeSantis needs to understand is like most adults having a serious life they don't care about bud light or disney being woke and to build policy around it is part of the reason why he's polling so badly um and why like the barbie world represents multiple things i feel like which is like there there are obviously complex problems still in the world um, but in the adult world, like if you're in an office or something like that, it's not an internet chat room, right? Like yeah. the differences between people aren't constantly fucking talked about. Um, people talk about this all the time, which is like the re- like a lot of people who are racist or, you know, a bigots. Uh, one of the things that often like turns them around is simply knowing people, more people, diverse people, like me- knowing a trans person or something like that. Um, when you realize like, oh, it's just a human being and they just want to live and I'm just going to like live with them and it doesn't really come up that much. And they're just like, that's what it is, which is like the world is so online with this shit where it's like most people who are just existing in the world, um, in diverse areas that have, you know, all walks of life for them, it's just like fucking whatever. Uh, and that's sort of what the Barbie world does represent on top of that, like, ultra cheery 90s optimism. Yes. And and I think um, I think that's why the mother and daughter were done so well, because the daughter is kind of getting into this age where people are socially and rigorously policing each other. And the mother is aging out of that. And right. Be, you know, feeling like herself again. And there's even a point where um, the daughter is kind of zeroing in on the, the mom's weirdness with her drawings of like cellulite Barbie and um, constant yeah. thoughts of death Barbie. And she's loving them because that's, a, you know, when you have a parent and they're in that parental role and you see them be human, it's one of the few times you can connect with them outside of that sort of authority figure. For sure, yeah, uh, that's a great dynamic, and yeah, the little girl is, she's in the the problematizing, like, s- the stage, and like we're, you know, which I think is a good thing where people question everything, yeah, and right? they distance themselves from their parents. It's a good thing, but then and you they take look the things- to the internet and pop culture and dumb shit to define themselves in the meantime while they're still figuring that shit out, right? And that sucks for everybody. It is, but it's also like part of it's good too. Like I I do think the process of the youth finding fault, finding that the things, the traditions are problematic in some way and redefining those traditions or changing them is like, I think a rite of passage that we love to push back on. Um, Absolutely. And so it's like, they do that with, they do a good job with that where like when she first, when Barbie first comes to the real world and is like, I'm your Barbie. And the little girl just tears her to pieces. Yeah. But it's so sad because Barbie just gets, it's so perfect. It just hurts her feelings. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good exchange, which is like the little girl, her, what she's saying isn't, it might be like, um, it's very pointed, but it's not wrong about, that's what I mean. Like it's not 
Barbies have impacted the world. And right. It might be reductive. It might be the thing where it's like, you know, the there are people who are like, hey, perpetuate. yeah. Yeah, there are people who, like, but like the idea is like she doesn't, she's not wrong. And then they don't make the Barbie be like, hey, fuck you. It just genuinely hurts her to hear, yeah. um, which I think is supposed to show that dynamic between like kind of boomers and young people of like, you're, you're trying to tell me the things that I love are bad. Or just shoving away the innocence of childhood. Yes, that too. Yeah. It's I cool. think, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of that age where you need to replace innocence with, like, a level of rage that is appropriate for finding yourself, but not necessarily appropriate to be expressed into the entire world. It's this, and there's, you know, political battles around this. It's the idea that at a certain age, you have to understand reality. And part of that reality is learning, like, that, for example, not all adults know what they're doing or are good. Yes. Um, knowing that not all adults can be trusted is a very important thing for a it's kid to learn. It's super important early on, and but as you start learning that stuff, the rage towards her mom is like it's very necessary. It's just not her mom's fault. Yeah, because as you learn that stuff, they get they're aggressive. Their brains aren't developed, but then there's this like battle to shelter kids from that idea. And that's kind of what Barbie represents, too, which is the yeah. idea of, like, someone who way later is just, like, the real world has to slam into her. Um, yeah. And, like, um, I was talking about my parents trying to shelter me from Barbies. Didn't do a damn thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I wonder if that's, man, now I'm thinking about, like, that double layer of, like, someone who is put in, like, a, a very sheltered um, house uh, suddenly, like, having to deal with, like going to college you know and that idea of like that barbie representing that and ken representing that is yeah. a fun way to look at this movie i don't think that's what they meant to do but there's elements there for sure yeah i mean just the the fish out of water um storytelling formula is a great way to show that they're trying to show yeah they're trying to show a transition from innocence to becoming a human yeah in a very short amount of time that most people get a decade to work yeah. out right but or more. if you, yeah, but if you're homeschooled or something like that, maybe it's not so easy, right? It's um, very overwhelming and it's very much like the real world is going to make you cry a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, it's, it's good to cry. It's good to get super angry at this stuff because that's what it calls for. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Um, all right. I feel Any, like I'm sorry else? I rambled a bunch. Oh, I read this, this show could have been called just ramble ramble times rambling <laughs> about movies the whole point of the show is we just watch so like i never i always feel like a fucking idiot for the record like whenever i end one of these i for a week think like oh i should have said that or why did i say that but that's like the point of this fucking show is like first impressions like our dumb brains just trying to piece it together in real time that's you know? a relief to hear because i never think that about you Aww. I never hear one of these and think, what the fuck is he talking about? I never think that about you. Oh, Aw, high five. <laughs> We're gross. <laughs> this is disgusting. Folks, thanks thanks for listening. Uh, Hana, thanks for being on. Uh, do you want to plug some me. stuff again? Um, I'm good for now. I'm not going to plug socials until we figure out what's replacing Twitter. <laughs> till we get, till we figure out what's going on there. Get to the bottom of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's we, fair. We need some. We need to do some shit. 
Yeah. Um, I have to plug our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y. Unemployed. Uh, we, we have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a maniac. We do exclusive podcasts with the, the small beans. Uh, that's, uh, Spielboys and Star Trek, the next Futurama. We also watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. I wouldn't be against watching this movie. Um, this, I, it, this is one where it's like, I wouldn't want to watch it because I'd want people to want to watch it on their own without dipshits talking over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so maybe seems, in a year, you yeah, know, that's maybe once everybody's say. seen it, um, we'll we'll do our own Barbenheimer. That'll be fun. But yeah, uh, check that out. We also have a T, uh, not T Public store. We have a merch store. If you go to gamefullyunemployed.com, you can go to that merch store where we it's have like T-shirts, spring. mugs. Yeah, it's a sea spring, and it's got it's got a lot of it's got a lot of delightful stuff. So check that out, and um, I don't know. Have a good uh have a good day have a good have a good weekend if you're listening to this on the weekend which would be weird because this comes out monday (laughs) uh enjoy i guess your monday or your tuesday whatever day it is enjoy that day yeah and enjoy the the day of the week that it is and the date that it is right now yeah that's not a weird way to end this no 